This is Allison June Smith, and you are listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Sign up at yuckyucks.com to become a VIP member for a chance to win great prizes every month. You will also receive discounts, special offers, and notifications about special shows before they are announced to the general public. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What's going on, my little Yuckamaniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. Welcome to the Yucky Yucks Comedy Podcast. Usually I start things off with a big bang, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a very tough, tough week. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, of course, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you know, of course, you've heard about the recent tragedies we've had down in the United States. I have been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, a lot of people that have, uh, you know, either in radio or, or in the podcast world that kind of come out the following day and really didn't know how to address, you know, the show. Um, this is a show about comedy and this is a show where people laugh a lot and they tell jokes and, and it's lighthearted and it's not overly serious all the time. We had had, you know, we've, we've had serious guests before where we've talked about, you know, obviously deep stuff, but, um, I don't know. It feels a little bit different right now. I think probably because of, just kind of the chaos over the last couple of days and how hard it's been um, to listen to some of the stories that have been coming out of Florida. And of course, uh, you know, uh, this biggest, you know, shooting mass shooting in us history. Uh, it's not something that uh, respectfully, I feel like I want to, you know, um, overly indulge in just out of respect for the fact that this is still an ongoing thing for a lot of people. And I'm sure they're, still suffering. And I don't have the perspective on it that, um, perhaps other people do right now. I'm still, uh, upset. I'm still emotional about it. I'm still uh, upset and frustrated at, uh, and embarrassed a, a bit about, uh, where I guess my country is at, uh, with the way that they handle things and the way that they deal with things. And, and, uh, I think being, uh, being away from the situation is, uh, has given me a little bit of clarity and some insight as to what I appreciate in life. And uh, I just got to say, I think, uh, I think Canada is on the right track, along with a lot of other countries uh, and their stances against um, people roaming the streets with uh, semi-automatic weapons and stuff like that. So I'm very fortunate to live in this country, and uh, it's, uh, it's very difficult to look um, back at... Uh, at, uh, you know, other places that are suffering these horrible losses. And, and I think half of that country is definitely feeling very torn and upset and betrayed that they don't feel like they have a voice, uh, where there's, you know, it's, it's just, it's a tough thing when you feel like there can never be change done to your country because the majority of people that live in it have very unrealistic views on, um, reality and what they perceive to be freedoms and rights and everything else. But like I said, I don't want to get into it too much. I, uh, I want this to be, you know, kind of a break in the action, uh, for you. And, uh, if you can escape, uh, for just an hour today and not think about uh, the headline news and what's happening in the world, um, if I can provide that for you, 
that would be wonderful uh, and perhaps much needed. So uh, today's guest is the very funny, very young, uh, very talented Mr. Adam Ruby. Adam Ruby was a finalist. He came in third place for the Yuck Yucks comedy podcast. Or sorry, the, uh, the <laughs> sorry, my head is not here today. Uh, the Yuck and Comers, uh, 2016 Yuck and Comers comedy competition. Uh, he'd been on stage probably like four or five times when he uh, won uh, third place. And uh, since his time in comedy, I think he was up once when he entered the competition. So this is truly one of those fairy tale uh, stories where uh, someone has found comedy late in the game. Uh, and, uh, you know, we talk, we cover a lot of ground here on this, uh, on this interview. It's, it's an absolute awesome interview. Uh, Adam comes with so many great stories and, uh, he was an absolute pleasure to have on the show. I don't think I laughed so hard, uh, in any of my previous episodes. Adam has some great stories. He's a great raconteur. If you've had a chance to see him perform, uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I suggest you do. Uh, look him up, uh, Adam Ruby on Facebook. He's one of my friends on there. And of course on Twitter, I believe he just got a new Twitter. So look him up. I follow him. Uh, you should too. So, um, without, uh, further ado, let's go talk to Mr. Adam Ruby. Okay, yeah. So tell me about that again. So how did you meet Ben Cannon? How did that all happen? Uh, I met Ben Cannon at uh, Yuck Yucks one night when uh, Scott Robinson asked me to do or uh, guest spot for Matt Wright. And uh, I went into the green room and I've never been in the green room. I I thought it would actually be green. <laughs> like an idiot <laughs> did you really i totally did i was like blown I, I think those guys knew it too they were like oh this guy thinks he's gonna be green new. yet and i was just like hey guys are you guys nervous too and they're all looking at me like what a fucking idiot <laughs> and yeah and then they were all super nice though actually like i i met ben there and i was like oh so he, i think ben was hosting or no he wasn't hosting he was doing a guest spot or something. I can't even remember because I didn't know the lingo. Right. I was that nervous. And <laughs> and Matt was like super nice. Where I was like, dude, is he just nice because like he's making fun of me? Or is this real? <laughs> like, is this real niceness? But no, he was really... Do you really have all that all that psychosis going on when, uh, when it, you're Within there? the first few seconds, yeah. And then someone asked me, oh, do you want a drink? And I'm like, what, do I have to pay for this shit? Like, <laughs> you're asking me, this is weird. Are you a waitress? You seem very high up. And, yeah, and, and you know, like it was very odd. I didn't know what to do, so... It's probably a pretty surreal experience, though, because uh, let's be honest, even a year ago, if you somebody told you it, you're going to be place number three or third third place in a comedy competition out of, I think we had probably close to 40 comedians, uh, and then you're going to be opening up for doing guest spot for Matt Wright uh, at a Yuck Yucks club, sold out show. I mean, a year ago, what would you have thought that person was crazy or what? Yeah, I literally would have thought that person was crazy. Like, I always toyed with the idea of like, oh, man, stand-up is like, everyone tells me, dude, do stand-up, do stand-up. And I just never, it, it takes like such an iron set of nuts to do that. I'm not bragging on myself. Does. I just can't believe some of the people out there doing it. And the crushers that are out there who are like, you know, like even the ladies are just like destroying it, which... yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's rad to see, man. So, and it's, 
I don't know. Like, I still, I, I don't know. I still can't believe I did this. Like, I was doing dishes the other day, and I was like, I can't believe I just did that show, and I just realized on what an honor it was, and I didn't even understand it at the time. Like, ah, uh, just being so yeah, man. new to it. But, again, like, it's... I've never done heroin, but I'm assuming it's the same feeling. <laughs> it just—it's so addicting, where it's crazy, and you—and you go through all those emotions too, where you're like crying and like, I don't know if I should do this. Like, I think every show I've ever had, I have like, well, that's it. After the show, I'm gonna walk out and uh, just go home and be a normal guy, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. It keeps calling back. So, well, let's start back at the very beginning, man. So, I mean, you're you're a Bonesian, right? Yes, Which is uh, for people that uh, yeah, for people that don't know, Bones is a uh, very historical neighborhood here in Calgary, and uh, but it comes with a reputation. It came with a reputation. It now it's like, oh, I get my health food products from there. <laughs> now it, in, it is. It's a very gentrified neighborhood now. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all completely it's interesting. Redone. Yeah. So you were there from the very beginning. Yeah, I, I was. I was there. Like this is how deep I go back. Like I remember the hell uh, before the Hell's Angels. It was Grim Reaper's son. Like they right. ran the show, right. and then the Angels came in, and then they took over, and yeah, then they, like, patched them over or something. They, right? Yeah, they patched over, and honestly, it was. I like, remember their clubhouse over there. Yes, dude, I live not too far. I used to ride my bike all the time. They no were the way. nicest dudes. Come on in, fix your bike. Like yeah, yeah. super nice dudes. Mm -hmm. Ended up going to school with some of the you know kids. I was going to say, probably Angel some of the kids. kids yeah. you know, and it's <laughs> Angel like, that's rad shit, man. And you, I don't know, you just learn to get it to right up on that microphone. There you go. You just learn Actually, to enjoy it. Actually, grab that light right there, too. It's on the left-hand side. There you go. Ooh. I mean, I have the Rogan experience <laughs> in here. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got uh, Mr. Adam Ruby in studio. Uh, first off, how are you before we start getting into all the crazy con con uh, conversation? Have things settled down? Are you, are you coming off the high now of winning the, uh, or, or coming in third place for the Yuck Yucks competition? Definitely coming off the high. Uh, sometimes I still feel like I still can't believe it truthfully. And like third place that blew, like that blew my mind. I didn't know what to how to even react after so yeah and i mean people can't go back and say oh well it's like you know it's a legitimate third place there was no audience vote there was no and i, and I didn't even know that because i actually this was the first time i actually stacked the audience i'm like yo i'm taking this home son and, <laughs> you know and i'm like oh yeah, you it's not an audience down, think, vote like yeah. i couldn't believe it so yeah, yeah, yeah no audience vote so i mean obviously this was all done on clear uh, talent so well, there's no there's no kissing ass here that's uh it's thank it you. was definitely yours and uh, and you came in third place, and I think the fascinating story behind this whole thing for people that are wondering uh, why this is such a big deal is that because at that point in time, I think you've done comedy like four or five times, right? Yeah, that was my seventh time on stage, and that was, I mean, and then two of the times before that were for the competition, right? Two of the yeah. Two so of you the were times. like technically like four or five times doing comedy before you were even in this competition. I've only done comedy before I joined the competition. I did comedy once. And that was it. That was it. And that was it. And you went through the entire competition, man. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first time I was like, well, that was it for me. Like, I even, I remember, like, someone even said, like, is that guy on cocaine? And I was like, because I was so nervous, you know? And then after, Wait, like you, I was you, such a wreck, right? When you guys, I was ready to go that? home. Like, yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. So you heard someone in the audience say that? Or, yeah, or? when I got off the stage, when I did my set, someone's like, damn, that guy's got good cocaine. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. And then I went to the booth and I'm like, oh my God, like someone thinks I'm a drug head. And I'm like, I was oh, like feeling so, so crappy. Funny, dude. The show wrapped up. I'm like, put my coat on. And then you didn't think you, you were, you were going to win. No. And I got second and I, 
I, again, I, I remember getting up on stage and someone's like, he's coming down from the cocaine. And I, I was shaking. I didn't even know. But that's that feeling of when oh. you know that you did well or that you, you know, you've won something that you weren't expecting to win. Totally. Or whatever, right? Totally. Well, that's all crazy. the times I've been blown away, I'm like, well, this is it for me tonight, folks. Like, you know, and yeah. it just went through. What is through. that though? Is that just like a confidence thing? A, a, a just feeling well, like, like, I mean, cause clearly you've got a, you've got a very good gift for this, right? Like you're, you're a great storyteller. Yeah. You get up on stage Thank and you, you, uh, you, you, you can really, uh, uh, include the crowd in on what's going on up there, which is a very difficult talent. Uh, I mean, even the, the Mr. The wonderful uh, Tony Binns gave you that compliment during that competition. Yeah, I that, remember hearing that. that was, was that amazing? Uh, like even like Lori Gibbs was saying like, totally. you know what? Physical comedy has been missing for so long. Uh, you know, people get up there they say some really funny shit, but it's not, you don't see a lot of physical comedy anymore. Like back in the old days, like you'd see guys, you know, like almost like the Chris Farley stuff, right? They'd oh, jump oh, on yeah. the stage. Classic. And, yeah. I mean, they almost to the point of where they bang them. I mean, Jackass oh, made a career out of it. Totally. Right? Totally. But, yeah. but you don't see that a lot now of, of just physical presence on stage of people really using the stage, really using the stool. Yeah. And kind of bringing people into that storytelling, man. Yeah. Well, I like I remember being the like I remember having an aha comedy moment when I was like 11 years old. I was always a class clown, always getting sent out of school in trouble, you know. Right. And I remember my dad, like that we we had a pretty like decent upbringing where it was kind of strict, but they were like, go to, we had to go to bed at a certain time. And I remember he's like, hey, hey, you got to stay up and watch this guy. His name's Jim Carrey, and I was like, this is gonna this is gonna suck probably. I don't know who he's talking about. And I remember he came out with a colored shirt on, and it was his like unusual. I can't remember the name of the act even, but. Sure, if you Googled it, you would find it. But he did a ton of impressions and like the way he moved on stage. And I always felt like, man, any teacher I've ever enjoyed in life was animated and moved. And I think if you have somebody's audience, especially captive people who have to look at you and you're just standing there, and if you can just tell jokes, like, dude, that's amazing, man. Like right. uh, Jake, uh, what's his name? Poirier. Boy, that kid rules, man. Yeah. He, I'm like, you're the cool kid of comedy in the leather jacket. You just like, you but know, he's got that. He's got that shtick, right, dude? And he it just, is. He just he just stands there. I love it, and he gives these really dude, funny observational. It's gangster. Jokes. It's gangster, it's, it's, it's man. Crazy. And I love his shit, man. That kind of shit blows my mind. I don't even realize I'm doing the physical comedy because I'm, I, I'm just like I don't know, just animated as it is, and I, I truthfully believe that you need to give people like a good show and not like back up what you're doing. Like there's ways to illustrate it. I think that's very good. And like, I think the stage, like some acting stuff can come into play in there and, and you know, it's good. It's good. It's good to animate it's, your yeah, routine. It's about, a bit. Yeah. 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 If, if it's a part of it's who you are as a audience, comic. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Captivating totally. the audience for sure. Okay. So, so, okay. So you're the class clown mm -hmm. growing up. You're getting tossed, tossed out of class, all the types of stuff. Totally. Your dad kind of introduces you to the world of comedy. Well, he was hilarious. I've always Your seen... Your dad was funny, My too? dad was the funniest Here, dude. Here, jump up on that mic, brother. There my you go. dad all was right. the funniest dude I ever met. And I'm not, you know, like, oh, well, because I lived with him. But hilarious guy, man, just crushing crushing parties like jokes and stuff. Or like jokes or like pranks and stuff? Nope, nope. Like, he could tell, like, a story. He'd tell what happened at his day at work, and, you know, it'd be like the funniest shit in the right. universe man like right. all the time and he just always had it like to where 
I'd fall out of my dinner table, like listening to him, and he'd always yell at me, like, "Get up, sit back up at the table." <laughs> and I'm like, but "I can't. Like my ribs are hurting so bad." But no way. It's just the way he was, you know. And I don't even think he understood how funny he was because I, I, I'd seen him look at people sometimes and like, "Oh, I'm funny to these people. Interesting, right. you know." Right. That's but, hilarious, yeah. man. What a great inspiration to have around. Well, totally, totally. Do you, did you ever tell him like how funny? Uh yeah, I. Uh, Impression or what? Like, yeah, yeah, my my dad, like, he passed away two years ago. Oh, I'm at, sorry, uh, man. Yeah, and uh, he, like, it was even that situation was kind of like comedic in a way, even though, like, <laughs> if some of my family's listening, they might get offended to this, but he actually passed away at my grandpa's funeral. He went out for a cigarette no and uh, never showed up for the funeral, and then. I went out there and found him and like uh, tried to do some CPR and obviously he was passed oh, away at that man. time. But even now, like now looking back on it, I'm like, dude, that's there's comedy in that tragedy right. of the story. And it's like, you know, it's it's funny, but that's that's who he was. Right. Like he did things his own way, his own way, man. And that was the way he always did them. And I respect that. You know, wow, so man. so so he would have been just out of the. Uh, to to the fucking moon. Knowing I, you know that, what? That you I don't doing... know. I like really. When he passed away, I remember driving home from the minute it happened, and in my head, I was like, in the deep part of my head, it was like, dude, now you can do stand up because I had such a high respect to him that you so, have... well, like he was always like, don't do poop jokes, and when when like Frazier, the judge said, dude, that was the best poop joke I've ever heard in my life, right. That it took me forever to write it in a way where it wasn't like – I'm like, dude, people are going to be eating when I tell this. Like, right, shit, dude, right, you know? Right. And the way it came off was so wicked that I'm like, dude, that is my – that was one of my favorite jokes, you know? Yeah. So yeah, – that's it, It's a dynamite bit. Yeah. And I, great. I'm like blessed to get that one, I feel. That was uh, – that's like a joke that I enjoy telling more than I think people like hearing it. So yeah, it's good. That's awesome, man. Well, in a way, that's that could probably be a little uh, cathartic because you are following what you want to do, and I'm sure totally. that in retrospect, if your dad probably knew how important and passionate you were about it, he probably would love it, man. Totally. Like I, I remember the only like he'd tell me he's proud of me all the time, but one time he, I just knew he meant it, and uh, I did a play at school. Like I was Mowgli in the Jungle Book in grade twelve, right. the most embarrassing thing in my life. And I remember he was like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, to do this? Like, I was like actually offended by his proudness. Like, oh, but that's just the kind of guy he was. So, but, and that's it. So, yeah, that's amazing, man. So, so, so growing up, you kind of suppressed this. Did you always have a drive? Like you wanted to get into comedy? Like, was that always in the back of your mind? Like kind of being a animated guy or a performer? I loved I like I probably would have dropped out of school if it wouldn't have been for Jim and telling cracking jokes whenever you hear something like I was the kid who would just fly off. I sat at the front of the classroom, my buddy sat at the back of the classroom. Like yeah. that's the way they worked us. And I <laughs> I enjoyed telling jokes at school to like cuz it was like you had a captive audience of people, you know? Right. And then when I got out of high school and I I went to work in a, like the glass industry. It was Oh, so, you were like a, a, a Yeah, like just doing a yeah. Well, no, I was uh, installing automotive windows, right? Oh, okay, okay. And uh I was like, man, this sucks cuz these it's like six dudes and they all don't want to talk cuz they're just like <laughs> they hate their lives, you know? 
So then I went into education, and I was like, dude, this is back to being a class clown again. This is the shit. This is so, great, man. Yeah. And, and, and you do have a fascinating job. Oh, yeah, I love it, man. It's yeah, it's yeah. a great job. I'm pretty much Mr. Rogers all day, so yeah, let's, in a less creepy way. Well, let's let's talk about that for a second. Uh, well, before we get into that, how about we go back to... So uh, at any point in time, because how old are you right now? I'm 35. 35 years yeah. old, man. It's so funny. There just seems to be this big swing of uh, of really talented people coming up that started really late in comedy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, I grew up with, like, Chris Rock and all those guys. And I remember one time Chris Rock's like, you shouldn't even do comedy until you're in your 30s. And I was like, <laughs> in your 30s? Shit, I'm 18. Like, yeah. I got a long time to go. And that's why I, like, see, like, Dick Jake kid, like, dude, I wish... I was I, you. I, I had that because, dude, you like, don't know already that promise, dude. At, you, yeah, at to 19. be like a finalist and nineteen, dude. Yeah. That to me is like as good as getting third, being seventh time. Like, yeah, that shit is impressive to me, man. Super so impressive, dude. Oh, yeah. totally. And I'm envious of like, I wish I was his age, yeah. doing this shit all over again. It'd be maybe different. Who knows? Yeah, man. Unbelievable. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so so what happened after high school? How did you get into the education field, man? You were what were you doing? You said you were uh, you, what what job was that? You were like uh, installing car windows. Yeah, I was stuff, installing uh, car um, like windows. Like where did you windshields. graduate high school? Bonus high, man. You bonus high bonus all the time. High. Yeah, bonus yeah. the whole way through, guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You so you really are Bonesian. Totally to the end, man. Well, actually, my family goes back like f- almost four generations there. Like Holy shit. my great great grandpa floated logs from Morley, which I don't know if I should say this, <laughs> but he floated some logs down from Morley and built uh, like a log house back in the day, the and it's still you. in Bonas, man. No so, way. Yeah, it still stands, and like wow, yeah, that's people just built there, onto man. it. Yeah, dude. So. We all grew up there. My mom and dad met on the same block. Wow. Which, yeah, so... That shit doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen, man. It was like totally a weird, weird way it worked. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you're a young, young man growing up in Bowness. And, totally. and, uh, and what, so what did you do after you, uh, after you graduated high school? I went to Australia and I worked on a horse ranch. <laughs> and it, the best part was I'm allergic to horses. <laughs> And the people were like super nice because they were like going to give me room and board if I worked. And I was like, this is awesome. Right. And I went down there and like literally it was in. Dude, how is this not a fucking bit? I, well, it's it, got to it, be. It's maybe one day. But I went down to this place in Australia. I met these great people, man, like the Fishburns. They ran a kids camp. And I just would help out and do whatever I could for them, you know. Like, no way. How yeah. long did this last for? Ah, this was like a six-month gig, you know, and um, because like the summers are different and stuff. And then one day they found out, like, uh, like because I loved reptiles and I chased the most venomous snakes around the camp, and they were like, (laughs) "This kid's gonna die here! Like he's literally gonna die!" And they're like, "Where did you see how to do this stuff?" And I was like, "Man, I watched this crocodile hunter show." And they were like, yeah, yeah, he lives down the road. And I'm like, no Aussies way. are such dicks. You never know when they're telling you the truth, yeah, man. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, yeah, there's this thing called a hoop snake. It bites its tail, turns into a hula hoop, and chases you down hills. <laughs> so stay away from hills. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of Oriental people staying away from hills. <laughs> but like, they're dicks. So I was like, yeah, right. He lives down there. And for my birthday, they got me a job at the zoo that he actually owned. Right. Just picking up cigarette butts. No way. And, but I did it with such. I, I was so, dude, I was so stoked. I was like, freaking Crocodile Hunter, this is like where he is. He was sure. in America at that time, so I didn't get to meet him right away. Right. And, uh, like, that so, was. But you eventually met Steve Irwin. Totally met him, yeah, man. Like, wow. raddest dude ever. 
like gnarliest guy ever. Great surfer. Like no way. Oh man, there's so much about Steve that I wish people got to know more of. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. guy was an amazing dude. Terry, his like, daughter, strong yeah. as hell. No, Bindi was his daughter. She oh, was Bindi, two at sorry. the time. No way. And dude, like Steve was so rad. He would like literally like just show her the Tasmanian devils. They're all like, yeah, you know, and he's just like, yeah, Bindi, what's their names? And, you know, no it's like, that's way. Jackie, that's Betty, you know, and it's like, what Holy the hell? Shit, that's surreal, dude. Yo, it was amazing. Totally amazing time. Wow. So, so, so okay, so you did six months over there. You're yeah. working, you're, 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 yeah. you're wrangling fucking reptiles and, yeah. and having fun. Totally. What happens, man? Well, what I was like, you know what, man? I was like getting to that age where I'm like, ah, I got to get a girlfriend. Aussie girls are crazy. I was not really into the white ladies, right. so I was like, "Man, this can be hard to break through this Muslim veil." So you know, I yeah, I met my wife. Uh, she's from Trinidad, and I was like, "Oh man, finally a brown girl who like shows love for some white dudes." And I was like, "Let's lock this down." <laughs> Great girl, by the way. Oh, I've met her a amazing. couple times, man. She's like dynamite girl, the best. Yeah, super so nice, nice, super sweet. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So, Eleven so years. How did you guys together. meet? We met like we met. I went to Bible college. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, I know, man. I'm all over the map with Dude, you. This is this is such this a is my great, life. This, this is, is how such my brain great works. History, man. This is yeah. great history. So yeah, I was like, yeah, man, maybe I'll become a pastor. I was where I get some open mic time, right? Guaranteed a spot. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> And then I was like, dude, I actually have to like talk to people and love them. Like, no, dude, is this what Jesus was really talking about? <laughs> yes. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't reconsider doing this. And that's how I got into the education thing. Get out of town, man. My wife was an immigrant. She's from Trinidad. Right. So she couldn't work. So, and she was 15. Her parents weren't really helping her out. So yeah. I would like take care of her. I knew her from like, this sounds really creepy now. But uh, I'm like, oh, she's 15 at the time. I was younger, much younger at the time. I was not 35. This is not a weird oh, clearly, bride story. You guys yeah. have been together for 11 years. Yeah. Well, and she's just at that level of like beauty where people are looking at me like, or they say shit to her like, really? That's your husband? What? Or they're like, Adam, what did you do? And it's like, dude, that's a you assholes. I like to think I'm a nice guy somewhere, man. Like. I hate that shit. It's like, uh, like uh, God forbid, if Adam were to lock down a good-looking woman. Yeah, man. Like, um, yeah, I was destined for some troll under the bridge. I know I look like I'm from a grim fairy tale, but Jesus, man. Oh, that's so great, man. Uh, that's so. Have you been down to Trinidad before? Oh my God, yes. And it is the worst what? place in the universe. <laughs> I literally hope Trinidad, I get a letter from Trinidad. Say so you're not welcome back. Huh? I don't want to be welcome back, it, dude. We went down there at 9-11. I went through New York like airport. Sure. No security issues. I'm like, man, that was, a t that was a stressful time, right? This was like literally right when they were like, you can fly again. Right. So they were looking for everything in people's bags. I get to Trinidad. Get into Trinidad. That's fine. Go to Tobago, which is like a small island off Trinidad. Right. Get onto a plane that literally didn't even look like a plane. It looked like a Volkswagen with like wings. <laughs> and... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it was it was crazy, and they're like they wouldn't let me on the plane because they found a fork in my backpack, <laughs> like a dinner fork, and it was one of my mom's forks. And I'm like, dude, she will be pissed because this is not a complete set. I know her, but the lady had a like a fish bat, like, and right. she kept psh, 
Where is the weapon? And I'm like, as a fork, lady? It's a fork. Don't you have forks in Trinidad? No way. Yeah. It was insane. And that. Some people pay thousands of dollars for that type of experience. Yeah. And then I get on the plane with her parents who were like, at the time, I was going to ask my wife, like, your, for marriage, right? Yeah, and I, yeah. I, like, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be up front with this dude. Right away, I'm going to ask him. So he, they take me to this like plantation-type house right. where they're like, this is where we'll be staying in Trinidad. And I'm like, oh, this is beautiful, man. Like yeah. white rooms with the like flowy yeah, curtain yeah. Like beds and shit. Yeah, like a commercial or Yeah, like an yeah. old Madonna video or something, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, this is sick. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You will not be sleeping in the house. And I'm like... <laughs> All right, like this is a big, nice plantation place. There's got to be like a slave quarter that's nice or some shit, and you know, <clears throat> with some air conditioning. It's tropical country, and I'm not. To this day, I'm not lying about this. I literally walked past a shit ton of guard dogs, like who were literally biting at my throat, <laughs> to go into a garage with a straw bed. No, I'm not, way. dude. I'm not joking. And you know what? I only knew it was a straw bed because at night I was like, holy shit. And you know how you're like sunburnt because I'm alabaster white? Right, right. If anyone wants to know, get the picture. <laughs> I look like blue cheese. So with the veins and everything. And uh, <laughs> I'm lying on this bed and I sunk right into the bed, man. Like I sunk into it. And it, like I, it was a 1850s uh, Civil War oh, uh, it, barracks. It, Dude, it, it, yes, that would have been a better accommodation. <laughs> and the shit started scratching my back, and I took the sheet off, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. It's literally just like I think a sheep must have slept here the night before. <laughs> it was terrible. And then, and then I asked, can I marry your daughter? Nope. Are you serious? He said no. Yeah, so I had to wait a week of like dude, tension of like. Hang on a second. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. it like sleeping in that fucking in that garage? It was, dude. I remember it like actually being like, like wake is up this, and, like, any is this shit worth shit? it? Because I remember always asking, like, my wife is the nicest person I've ever met, and I'm like, dude, how could you come from them if, like, <laughs> they're so different from you, and they they speak English, but it's not English, and they don't slow it down because they know you can't understand them. So and <laughs> so they, and they, they call me boy to... all the time, like boy, no way. boy, go get the bags, boy. <laughs> they like, called you boy all the time, dude. So they... it's complete reverse racism over there. Oh, dude, it is, and they all think white people are rich, man. I got held up in a in a pair of swim trunks, man, and I'm like, where's the wallet, dudes? <laughs> and at the same time, I was so angry that I was with my mother in law all day in the like Caribbean heat that I was ready to confront these thugs. I was like, let's, let's do this. You guys want to do this? I'm in a swimsuit. You ain't going to get anything except scratched. So let's get, like, let's get on this, you know? Ugh. Oh my God, man. That is absolutely hilarious. Adam. Oh, I know. You I got should... the best stories, dude. This, this is not, see, people say, Oh, great stories. These are my life. This is my life, dude. I can't, I can't get over these stories that you're fucking laying down, man. These are these are dying. You need to be on the Rogan podcast. Is what you need to be on. Oh, I'd love to. You'd be a great Rogan podcaster. Just I would because, love like, to, uh, man. There's some people out there, and it's funny because it brings us back to the whole comedy thing about about being a very good raconteur. So it would be yes, a great, just a storyteller. Great storyteller, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you look up on the uh, on the old Jake Hirsch Wall of Fame up here, yes, man, uh, the golden ticket right here that belongs. Oh, let's see, Willy uh, Wonka, Willy man. Wonka golden ticket given Hell to me yes. from Steve Simone, oh. who invited me to go podcast with him down at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, which Crazy, is badass, Easy, man. But uh, Steve is one of the <laughs> best raconteurs that I've ever had the pleasure of listening to. Really? Unbelievable, man. you got to watch him. You guys are very definitely, similar in a sense of, of the way that you're able to captivate an audience and the way that you're able to tell a story, 
which is that's a rare form of comedy. Not everybody, because it's a it's it's a real risk to take someone on a journey with you for five minutes and not have a payoff and not have a payoff in the end. Totally, because you got to keep those people fucking engaged. Yeah, in that in that story. Yeah. Well, I I do write a bit of it too. Like, it's not fictitious. Sure, but it's. But but there's something to be said. I've been at shows before where you know you got a headliner up there and they're they're killing it, but the corner, uh, you know, corner of your eye, or you know, you hear some you know conversations trail off. You know, there's uh, five girls drunk at a staggat party, oh, the and they're all you know talking about the bill <laughs> yeah. or or you or know their some, cat, yeah. yeah, or the cat. You know, not even involved in the show at all. Or you know, you listen to some other guy and he's like, "Hey man, you know, man, fuck party tonight, dude. This guy just texts me, man. Where are we doing? Yes, where are we dude. going? Like they just can't wait for the night to they be can't, over. Yeah. So it's it's difficult to probably do that. But has it always paid off every time that you've done it? Yeah, like I all. When I'm at a party, people go, oh, dude, tell me that story. And it's right. like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll tell you that story again. But, and in a way, like, I just started writing them down and they became like a set list. Dude, and I, Lori Gibbs you know, compares you keep, to. Keep going. So, Lori Gibbs compared you to Robin Williams. Yeah, that was uh, like, wow. Crazy. Yeah. I, Lori Gibbs is no stranger no. To, to comedy here. Like, no, no. You know, let's be honest. Like, I seen Lori back in the day at uh, Juliet's Castle. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, let's see what this lady has. And she was so stinking funny, man. Dude, she just kills it. Every yeah, time. and and just when you meet her too, like she's too nice. Again, where you're like I, she and she calls herself Mama Comedy. She really she, really she wants to invest in the scene. You could see it. Like yeah. she wants what? to cultivate. There was just something comedians. very interesting about Lori Gibbs that when I first met her, uh, I was doing a podcast with her. And I have been a I've been a fan of Lori's just uh she's a morning radio, you know, person yeah. and uh and I remember uh my girlfriend was, you know, Oh, you gotta listen to this little lady, she's hilarious in the morning, you should have her on your show, your podcast, whatever. Yeah, dude. And I was just like, Who's Lori Gibbs? So I started listening to her and I was just like, Fuck, she's she is so funny and so witty. <sighs> yeah. Like just to be able to just bam, bam, totally. bam, bam, bam. And so we set the date for the podcast and we meet and it's just like I just went into it knowing that I was going to get along with her. Yeah. I just, you just, there's just no way you, like, no, you, you, can't, you, you I'd have to yes. have gone in that room swinging my fist blindly. Totally. And just, you know, uh, just throwing hot coffee on her or something like yeah. that for her to fucking hate you. Like, she loves everybody. And she, she does, gives dude. time to everybody, she, man. You know what? I don't know how like, she does I'm it. I'm not joking. She legit gives time to people. Like, I've asked her advice. She gets back to you right away. Yeah. She's I and I've heard that's not just with me, that's with like everybody, so that's yeah. rad. Yeah. Even the night of the performance, she comes with like a bag of like candies to up yeah. your yeah. blood sugars. There was like a clown's prayer in there, which was like very <laughs> amazing. Because she actually believes it's not just like I'm not trying to get famous. She looks at it like and what she says to me, which really touched me, was this is a therapy, man. And right. like right. to get people to come out of their hurt right. and experience some laughter in their crap life. Right. That's a blessing to them, and that's a gift that you have, and you got to keep doing that because it's yeah. rare. And yeah. that to me was like, wow. I legit was like, well, I'll hang it up, like, yeah, you know. And I'm, I'm like, man, that Another is something I got to do. Funny guy, uh, Ray, I think Abelos Delgado or oh, Ray, Del- Ray Delgado Abelos. Dude, Ray's hilarious. He's I met him through what my best friend knows Ray, and no was way. like, 
my buddy Ray's in a comedy competition, man. You should join it. And that's why I was like, that's how the message yo, I'm, came I'm about getting it, in. Yeah. And yeah. Ray was like super nice and like, hey, Adam, go for this. Go for that. Go yeah, for this. It broke you my know? heart because after uh, he got eliminated on that round, he came up to me at the door and he said, hey, man, like, I think that's it. Like, I just I wanted, no, to, see, I wanted to try it or whatever. And then we started talking a little bit and it was just like, I can't let this guy go. Like no. this guy, yeah. he does not, he can't hang it up. No. And, and, and then, you know, we started totally talking can't. and he said, you know what, maybe I think like my, you know, my, my gift is more in the writing thing. Like maybe I'm more of the written word comic as opposed to, yeah, maybe. you know, I said, knows, I said, I don't man. care what don't facet is, of personally. comedy it is. Yeah. You need to be involved in it in some way totally, because man. you're way too funny and you're way too smart. Yes. And, and he's got such a presence on stage, man. Like I call him my twin because we're both, uh, yeah. That NASCAR joke. Side. Come on, man. Come oh, on, Ray. Dude. So great. So witty. So I, I, I hope, you know, people like that do stick around the scene, man. Me too. It's so great. Me too, man. So dynamite. So anyway, back to Lori Gibbs. Uh, yeah, we, we just, you know, we like you said, man, she gives time to read. She, we, we hit it off, and uh, I asked her to, to kind of be my mentor in the business and to say, you know, if there's anything I ever need to ask you for advice, can I do that? Yeah. And, and she was so gracious about it. And yeah, I just dude. said, like, I'm honored. Like, she's like, how did this work? Like, how does this work? Like, yeah. What am I supposed to do? And I'm like, you're doing it. Yeah. Like, you're, like just talking to you is doing it for it, me. She's literally like a well of great information. Man. Oh, she totally is. She totally is. So, so just being around people like that in the business, man, it, it's just, it's an incredible thing. But, but her comparing you to Robin Williams, man. Yeah. That's... Wow, I that's crazy. Yeah, man, that's 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 such a huge compliment. I I like again. This is where I'm like, I don't know how to react to that because it's like, yeah, guy's too good. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, what's the plan from here on out, man? What do you want to do? Uh, I would definitely like to do more big shows. I like I like that vibe. I like I I like getting out and performing, but I like doing it at like I I like. I like a bit of structure to it, man, because I right. think this is a profession and like it's a job, man. I don't view it as like this is something I come on the side and like you know it's like like I skateboard and that's a hobby to me. And there are people who work in that in, like who take that as a job, but for me, it's just an outlet for fun. Right. This isn't. This to me feels like work. It's a lot of work to sit down and write. Sure. Uh, like do you, do you need to write though? Like, do you you you, you can't? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to write. Well, it. I like to I like to keep it too on the like. I don't know if I'm clean, but I like to keep it as clean as possible because like everyone hears penis jokes and shit, and like yeah. you know everyone hears dick jokes. Right. But it's nice to like throw in words like in that one bit I have. I like you know the denim dicking or right, you know right, like right. the denim dick down and like there's ways to describe it and I think that are like. That's what the crowd came to hear, man. They yeah. came to hear weird ways to say things because when they go to the office, they want to tell your jokes. You know right. what I mean? Who sure. hasn't done that where you're like, Billy Connolly said this shit oh, about yeah, yeah. You know, fart in a space suit. And, Absolutely. You know, like everyone wants to have that new bit of comedy, like showing uh, music, man. It's that right. same vibe where people just want to expose their favorite comedians. And I think so it's true. You want to give them something to. Almost like you market it yourself, but it's like your jokes. Like I hear people literally talking about the bonus black belt. That kind of blows my mind, man. Right. right. So because I don't and like even in bonus, that's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. So it works out, and 
That's so true, though, man. Like it is, you know. I think uh, I think that that there's a there's a great local amateur scene here where people really great do local scene respect the craft and yes, and, man, uh, hard workers too. Very daily, hard, hard workers. Daily, and, and Mike. You brought out a huge, you know, a huge book, man. Full of so those are all stuff that you uh, write. All that's all, and just sometimes ideas, man, or like jokes I want to work on, like. Trying to work on a bit about bidets, and yeah. I have this bit about a stairwell baby, and <laughs> or, or like being in a dementia home and hearing the Walking Dead theme song coming on, and like <laughs> how that would change your persona or shit. Like you know, I'm just saying there's some things that I want to try, you know. And how does the wife feel about you embarking on a career in comedy so late in life? She, she is the like she said something to me, and she was like. If you need to like get out of the house and travel and do this, you need to do this because wow. like you you like she fully believes in it. Where even I was like, I don't like I believe in it. I believe it, but I don't believe it on the level where people are like, dude, what? And because right. it's just it's so new still. Where right. like I I there's people who are like, oh, I'd like to be your fan, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is so weird. Like, yeah. I had a private Facebook page. <laughs> I kept pretty mellow. Like, I'm under 200 friends on purpose. Like, I'm, I'm that guy. And now I'm like, all right, maybe it's time to come out a bit and, like, yeah. start spreading the wings here and, like, enjoying this. And, what and, is the plan for you, though? Do you want to just keep on rocking amateur nights? You want to just keep on doing open mics? Uh, you want to try to make a run at this? I would love to make a run at this. I would love to try to make a run at this. Especially, like, my... It's the only thing in my friend said this like I have a buddy who's a fabulous artist and he drew comic books and he was really good and then he became a ta- like a tattoo artist and everyone was like dude that's that's his calling. Right. And when they are like oh yo Rube does comedy? Oh yeah, that's exactly what he should have been doing the whole time cuz right, right. And that to me was like dude when your friends and family are like dude you need to go validate you. That yeah. that that just made me like, okay, weapons off, man. Like, yeah. we're ready to go now. So let's let's get involved, man. Like, that's awesome. Man. Let's try to get out there because there's guys out there like, friggin' Nav is just killing mics every night. You know, Don is saw, doing I something every his... day. What a beast, man! Dude, that's I saw, beast mode. I really like Don. Yeah, uh, you know, work like, ethic of a like, dude. He a, legit, he's a horse. polished work ethic, yeah, man. man. Yeah, and he takes it serious, man. I and like he's Don. Very I grateful. really do. I really do. You know what? Just to see, I remember, you know, uh, getting some background on him for the competition, and and he started off at like a writing seminar on the weekend, or, or a, wow. a, a comedy seminar, or at Yucks, or whatever. Wow. And just, uh, he's just a, a, a passionate person about the craft. Totally. I love that. And every totally. time he gets up, he gets better and better and better. Yeah. And, and that's just one of those people that, you know what, uh, there's some people who can get up there like yourself, right? And three or four times and you just have it. It's like you already envision how you want it to go. I've been dreaming about sure. it my whole life. Right. And you yeah. get up on stage and you just fucking kill. And there's some guys like Don who, who he's like Michael Jordan, man. He's got to show up an hour before the game and practice yeah. and make sure that he's fucking right for that on game. Point. He's on respect, point. Respect, dude. Yeah. That's respect. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Like somebody who works that hard at something. Well, he he wants to give a good product to the audience. Right. I like that. I respect I love that, that attitude, yeah. man. Hey, so Don Philipchuk, hey, man, big, big props to you, brother. Yes, um, man. And, and, and yeah, like Nav, I looked at Nav's totally. Facebook the other day and I was like, he's already got like tour yeah. dates. <laughs> oh, t- yeah. Nav is blowing up, man. Nav is the Russell Peters of the West. Watch out, guys. 
Nav is uh, is is such a witty comic, totally, and, and so comfortable up on stage. Totally. And the more you get up there, I mean, yeah. you probably feel it now oh. too. It's like the more you get up there, uh, you're going to get nervous energy, but you're also going to get better at what you do. Yeah. And that nervous energy, it's like fear. Fear is an illusion, man. You got to turn it and work it for you right. to perform better, you know? Right. And I, I truthfully believe that. Like, you should feel like you're going to crap your pants. I can't yeah. get my urethra to shut off. Yeah. I just keep peeing. Well, that, that's, that became a big, big joke uh, at uh, Yucks uh, during, during, the, during the show runs is, is uh, I had to go outside and I had to go out and pee like every yeah. Every fucking break, man. Oh, dude, yeah. it's crazy. Scott was like, "Jesus Christ, man! Like, what are you a camel for? Cra- like, yeah, were you storing all this water that you're drinking?" I'm like, I don't know where it's. Going I don't know with. either. It's just nerves. It man. was nuts, man. You had fun though. Competition. Uh, I've that... been talking about it on the podcast. For the I've been I've been apologizing to people because I'm like I can talk about it every week, and I feel bad because there's you know there's 15 other clubs out there that that totally. need the love, right? Yep. Uh, so this is my my shout out to all the clubs out there. If you have something you want to talk about, if you if you have an event that you guys are excited about. Uh, message me on Facebook or, or on uh, on email, and uh, and let's let's get that story on the podcast. I think that'd be a great idea is to reach out to some of the clubs across Canada and yes. and hear about some of their competitions and, and who killed it and who crushed it. Uh, I know Pat uh, Coppolino out in Ontario runs a great you know, well. One of the reasons why I know is because he he's just a promoting machine. Like the guy, just every single day he's got a yeah, show yeah. going right, and it's yeah. just a very. Someone who's just making a run at, at, totally. at living off of comedy and, yes, and doing their thing. Living yeah, their dream, amazing. bro. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Absolutely. That's something you should be all stoked to see. Absolutely. But yeah, man, like we had such great feedback from that competition. Oh, that was and, a blast. And the amount of people that showed up there. Oh, amazing, just, man. It blew my mind, man. It blew killer, my mind. Killer. I've never seen uh and and you know, I don't want to make it sound like it's never been done or anything, but but to see people have to get turned away at the door because yeah. we were at capacity. That's crazy. Was yeah. crazy for it That's to be an amateur show. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, five bucks can't go wrong. People would have paid yeah. twenty for that. You know, end show yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And and, uh, and and I think that that I think uh, promoting it and advertising is like the best five dollar show you can get in town. Like easily. Uh, who's not going to fucking show up? Right? Easily. That's and the staff a, like. Dude, Staff Becky is, hustles, man. Dude, it's Becky the whole night for. I, dude, Becky. She should is, get a role. Oh, she's oh. like a warrior. Yeah, dude, she's she like Zena the warrior princess. <laughs> she right? totally is, man. Yeah, she totally is. And Scott, I mean. Oh, dude, Scott, what a nice a guy, man. Awesome and guy, dude, man. always giving you like gold mm-hmm. knowledge, man. Yeah, as a he library gold of knowledge gold knowledge. He's like, Jake, shut man. the fuck up. That's what he says to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it was funny because I didn't really know Scott very well. I mean, and I. Like, you know, clearly we had hung out like, you know, yeah. when I see him there, I go to a podcast or you yeah. know, whatever, but we don't, we never really hung out. And that was the first time that we really had a chance to hang out. Every oh. Tuesday I'd go in early. I'd go in like yeah. five o'clock, two hours before the show, just so we can bullshit. And I could, like, I can learn so much from that guy. Oh, like, totally. He's been around the business for such a long time and he's so well, well respected. And, and, uh, yeah. and, and, and Angie, like the owner. Oh, dude. And- Angie's the owner? Yeah, she's one of the owners, man. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I never knew that. Yeah. Dude, she's so nice, man. Dude, she is uh, by far probably one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, because I know a lot of people. That's like the first time I was in the green room. She's like, do you need anything? I'm like, <laughs> you, you seem way too high qualified to be doing this. I'll get my own drink. Thank you so much. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah she was it's really, crazy, really man. nice. Yeah. She is so hospitable to everybody. Oh, easily. Like, you go there, you just feel like you're family. Well, and that's the thing. I'm like, this lady... I, She'd seem like, yeah, she'd yeah. just wait. Like, it was like her house. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, do you want exactly. some cookies? I just made them. You know, and you're like, oh, my God, thanks. This is rad. Between you and Lori, damn, you know. 
<laughs> you guys are great. But man, yeah, the competition was a hit. Uh, you were a hit, man. Thank and, you. And uh, just to uh, just to sit down and bullshit with you, man, for a good friend. You got awesome some great time, story. Man. You got to come you. back. How's I would that? love to. I'd you love promise? to. This is amazing. Yes. Yeah. You so much fun. All right, brother. So hey, how can pe- people find you? I know you're on Facebook. I'm on right? Facebook. I will be firing up a Twitter account as soon as I uh, get around to that, which will be before Monday. Hopefully, I'll have that out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, feel free to message me or whatever, and uh, I'll be trying to get in to some of these other uh, venues. We'll see if I can get like through a, that. You're like a kiss uh, gr- groupie hanging out back. Yeah, dude, I feel like I have to get into the Death Star, but first I got to blow them shields down. <laughs> so we'll see how that works. But once I'm in there, man, we'll oh, get man. in. Do you have anything on the books right now? Yeah, I mean, I'll be on? in Red Deer on uh, Sunday night with Nav up at uh, Heritage Lanes, I believe it is. So nice. that's a, that'll be a fun one. And, uh, yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. Yeah. Great time. So you're linking up with Nav for his uh, tour? Yeah, Nav Nav brought me on. I'm a roadie. (laughs) I just carry around his bits. Yeah, his tea. I carry his tea. (laughs) That's dynamite, man. Well, hey, thanks again, brother. Thanks so much, Jake. This has been awesome. Awesome. And there you have it, the interview with Mr. Adam Ruby. Didn't I tell you that was going to be a great interview? I'm glad if you guys got some laughs out of that, especially after, uh, you know, the intro. I know it's a little bit somber, but uh, I'm feeling somber. But I'm feeling better after listening to that interview already. A little bit of laughs, a little bit of stories, time with uh, Mr. Adam Ruby. Always do you right. Hey, on behalf of myself and the entire crew at Yuck Yucks, Mr. Mark Breslin, your executive producer, Kira Williams, our webmaster, Camille Sarovi, and of course, my boy, Lane Argue, who lays down all the acoustic tracks on this podcast. Check him out. His link is in the bio section. Lane Argue, folks, great guitar player, sexy beast, and of course, your host right here, Jake Hirsch. we got some great reviews coming up, folks. Stick around. We will see you next week.